we're learning life, embracing love, managing marriage, maneuvering in ministry, and managing money. Welcome to the Let's Talk About It podcast. What's up, podcast listeners, as well as who's ever um, who's ever out there watching? Maybe this is a video on YouTube that you're watching. I am so excited about today's podcast because I get a chance to introduce all of my listeners, new listeners, new followers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this podcast where we talk about life, love, marriage, ministry, and money. And today we are talking about, drum roll please, I wish I knew how to do all that. Woo! Marriage. I'm talking about marriage and I have a special guest whom I have been doing life with for the last, 20, well, 20 plus uh, since high school and now 23 years this year of marriage. So three babies. He's my baby daddy, my boyfriend, my husband, my all that. And I call him husband. So he's graduated from baby daddy to husband. So he's my husband of 23 years. And we just going to rock out and chop it up. But I wanted to introduce you, my children. You're going to hear them later down the road. I have, I've already have some things in plan for them uh, from each one of my babies. But today is marriage with my honey, my husband. Babe, introduce yourself. Let these podcast people know who you are, sugar. Hey, everyone. How you doing? My name is Clyde Harden, um, the husband and the right hand or left hand, uh, most importantly, the side partner of Tanya Harden. Um, like she said, we've been together for a long time. Um, we became, you know, obviously boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, but after we became boyfriend and girlfriend, we became friends. Yeah. Uh, even in transitions of different relationships. We was all, you know, through high school, we was always friends. And I always tell people, people ask me, you know, or I don't even know if they even ask me, I just tell them, you know, if you ever want to know the secret to a successful marriage, you have to marry your best friend. And mm -hmm. I'm not into the, the same, you know, gender marriage. I'm not talking about that. Um, I'm speaking towards, you know, um, if you're going to marry your wife, or your wife's going to marry your husband, if you want it to last a long time, you have to be best friends. And and I would say this year, and I guess we jump into content really quickly. Um, yes. How do you define best friend? Um, someone who you can tell everything to. Um, mm. there's, there's no secrets. We don't have any secrets. Uh, she's my best friend because she knows all of my fears. All my fears. And um, she's my best friend because, listen to this here, she knows all my dreams. Come on, husband. That's, that's the content of content because I can tell you a story about how I used to share my dreams with other people and got got surprised when they fell in love with my dream and they wanted me as part of the package. Come on here. You know, we got to talk about that one day, not today. Maybe we'll get into it. Yeah. But yeah, definitely you could share. And I think that's very important for marriages to know that don't accidentally share your dream with another individual because that person will become spiritually pregnant with that your dream which causes divorces sometimes yep, yep. because of that and we went through that uh we wrote an amazing book marriage survival guide uh wrote that book and uh i forgot what year i think 15 15 16 17 i don't know but we wrote that year that that book 
uh, he wrote his version. I wrote mine. Side sidebar and shameless plug. Go to my website, tanyaharden.com, and you can get that book. But I want to kind of start before the book, before all of that, you know, kind of give them our journey of how we met. No, I, I don't want to really say how we met. We're high school sweethearts. I do want to say that. We are high school sweethearts. We broke up for about a year. That part is not important. You would have to get the book to get more of that. Yeah. Uh, but I would say this is that I believe that we have a healthy marriage. Yeah. And if I was to name a topic with this today, I would talk about the importance of healthy marriages. And not that we are, I always say this, and I think we both say this, we are not marriage goals. Come here. No, because we mess up. We make mistakes. I would even say, let's go a little further and say the formula for a healthy marriage. I love it. That's important because the formula, I think I'm I'm a cook. I love cooking. Um, And anyone who who knows that anything that's great is a mixture of stuff, right? So formula would be what, what are all the ingredients that we put in or you have to have to have a healthy. And listen. Listen, don't don't get it twisted. Healthy marriage and happy marriage can be misscrewed because mm-hmm. a happy marriage can be summed up on a picture of a post on Facebook, right? Uh, be summed up to what you drove and 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 what what you got out of at the family union and how your family looked with all the matching outfits and the picture of Christmas. And listen, that could look like a happy marriage, but mm-hmm. a healthy marriage is the things that nobody know about. Come on. By the way, if you didn't know, he's a preacher, a pastor. (laughs) Just in case, let me throw that in there. He's a pastor of the church, so you're going to get a lot of pastor stuff, but he's deep, and I love it. That's what I do love about you, but you're definitely right. It is a formula, uh, but it's not a picture, and it is not perfect. An unhealthy, I mean, in order to have a healthy marriage, you had to have an unhealthy marriage first. Yeah, you gotta say what what what, what was unhealthy. Uh, we had the scene unhealthy, mm-hmm. and you decided that we're not gonna be that. So, I guess what are some things that you can say, sweetheart, that you think that would would um, formulate our healthy marriage? I would say one of the major things that we had to learn throughout the years. Look, you didn't change, switch <laughs> the whole show, okay? But one of the major things is. Uh, communication. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> communication uh, is the key that has allowed us to be where we are to stay together for 23 yeah. years. Uh, I would say communication is a part of that formula. There's a lot to the formula when you start creating this formula of healthy marriage, but I believe that that's like the number one key is communication. And I would even go further to, to dive into that because, you know, what do you talk about? Um, what did we talk about? Mm-hmm. You talk about the unspoken, you know, you talk about the thing. And that's what make, I think kills a lot of marriages is because there's a lot of things that's not spoken, you know, while we're not having sex or why do you want sex? Um, you know, why don't you talk? Why don't you want me touching you? Um, we learned really early along is that so the thing between me and my wife is that we were dating in high school and we had a big gap between when we broke up and when we got back together. When we got back together, I think it was a year and a half. Almost two years. Mm-hmm. It was about four because we broke up like my my junior year. No, it was your senior year. I thought it was my junior. No, it was your senior year. Okay. Uh, my, my, my junior year. And so it was no, like I went to the prom with another guy. I went with old boy my junior your, year. That was your senior prom, baby. Because I was, was okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I'll take your word for it. 
So that was 90, 98. We actually broke up and okay. we got married in 2000. So it's two years. Okay. Um, when we wasn't dating much, when we got when we got back together, we here we got married because we thought we thought that we were marrying the same person we were dating in high school. That part, yes. And we didn't realize the the amount of scars mm. that between those two years, and so that the 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 same woman I used to touch, and she fell in love with my tester. She flinched when I touched her. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. And not not immediately. I just kept trying to touch it. I got felt felt like there was a big, big brick wall in between. It's like, why am I marrying you? And you don't want me to touch you. Or right. the man she used to talk to wasn't talking to her. Um, and we had a lot of things. And so the key thing to have marriage is this here. Don't go along to get along. Come on. Stop ignoring these landmines. Uh, these things that, well, I'm not going to say anything about this because I want to get married to him. I'm not going to say anything about this because I don't want us to break up. And the only thing you're doing is delaying the inevitable if you don't ever talk about it. You know what? I just thought about this. I'm like, okay, in order to even get to the marriage, and I, this is about the shift, okay? So I don't even know what the title of this is. We Just me and my husband talking. I remember before we got married, and this is for my single people, is that we got before we got married, there were so many brick walls up for me as an individual because within them two years, I had been broken, I had been raped, I had been, oh my God, I went through all of this stuff and I trusted no man and nobody. Uh, went through with women and cousins and all that. And I just didn't trust nobody. And so getting back with you, thank God you were my high school sweetheart because it was easy to just marry my high school sweetheart. But let's just say if you're getting ready to date someone, and I think what we we forgot the power of dating, you know, making sure we date and get to know each other before we start letting those things down. Because sometimes, you know, the older you get, the more you don't mind telling folks all about your business. And now you just ran them off. <laughs> let's talk about that. Or you're, you know, you're, you feel like that you, you got to accept and take whatever. Uh, but it's learning too that date, let me date you for a minute uh, and then start the process because, because I knew you and we got married quickly, we were really dating for those first two years. Yeah. We weren't really married. We were dating. dating it was like, what? we said I do, but we wasn't really ready for the I do. You know what I said? Dating with the ring. Dating with the ring. We were dating and and so many marriages do that. They're they're in the marriage and it's five years in and y'all are still dating and not building and not, you know what I'm saying? And not doing that. So I wanted to kind of talk about that a minute. I know we'll talk about single stuff, but I just want to, I remember it took me back to that moment of why I wasn't communicating, why I wasn't talking because I trusted nobody. Even though I said I do in front of the 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 pastor and the people, I still didn't trust you. No, I didn't trust you with me. No. I let alone trust myself with myself, but I didn't trust you with me. And I think that communication skill is so it's so important because that's when it started for us is having those long conversations and you not giving up on asking me and me not giving up on asking you because you came in with some stuff too. Yep. It wasn't just me. You know, I think about that when you're just saying something, and I, I don't know. Like my wife said, I get kind of deep, so I don't know when I go too deep. But I'm, gonna fine, go, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna really go really. I need them to know your deep side, sir. I'm no. gonna go really deep here, right quick, because um, just like you just said, you didn't trust me with you. 
I was the opposite. I was using me as currency for you to give me what you what I wanted. And so you have some people who like, you know what, man, I'm not gonna trust you. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you, I'm gonna keep everything closed in. And you kept yourself, the other person have to work really hard to get within these walls. With me, I would give everything, I would give everything, but with the expectation. I'm, mm. gonna, give my, I'm gonna give you my conversation because I want something from you. I'm gonna give you all of my body because I want something from you. So while she was trying to to keep everything away to stay protected, I was trying to give everything away so I can build debt of I've done this for you, now you owe me. And that was because of my past, because um, I felt as though that I needed to negotiate my relationship. I needed to, you know, build. If I didn't build debt towards you, you didn't owe me. What make you think that you would love me? What make you think that you would give me what I need? I feel like I had to build debt with someone and they, they need to owe me everything. And now that you owe me, not hold you accountable to something. Instead of people just doing because they wanted to. You know, who would love me because they just wanted to? Who would just give me time because they just wanted to? I didn't think anyone loved me. I didn't think I was, I had some insecurities that was that high. So I feel like that the only way you would give me anything, I had to get you in debt to me. So she was trying to keep everything away. I'm trying to give everything to her. And I used to hold her accountable like, I'm giving you all of me and you're not giving me nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, and, and it's almost like they getting we're giving our the this 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 particular podcast two different methods of unhealthy formula yeah. and the formula of healthy yeah. formula. And like I said earlier, you have to understand that in order to get to a place of healthiness, you've got to get to a place, you have to have experienced unhealthy. And I think that's what happens when people say I do, is we don't realize when we say I do. It does not mean the white picket fence. It means this is when the work began. And you got to ask yourself, are you willing to go through the work of pulling the layers off of each other as individuals? Because the un unhealthy side of that formula with us was that everything my husband just said was a controlling side of him. It was the, I need to control you. Mine was, you're not going to control me and I'm not going to submit to you. And I'm not going to, I don't care what you do. And the rebellious side of me, but only because what was rooted in me, come here, what was rooted in me on, you don't need no man. You could do this by yourself. You don't need everything separate. Duh, 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 duh. And you come in these, we come in these marriages with these ideas of what the marriage should be and there's no communication when this is where the unhealthy formula of non-communication begins and it makes it go crazy. And this is what happens, right? So the moment we go to the doctor, uh, the doctor give us a list of things that we are unhealthy, a list of things we are unhealthy in and then remedies. We had these lists of remedies um, mm -hmm. to become healthy. And so in our marriage, immediately we began to see all these areas of of growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. I, I say the word opportunity, right? Because most people, young people, look at this like these are reasons to run. Come on, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm like, this is not what I married. No, 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 no. No, you got to do that initial assessment. Mm -hmm. and you know, and unfortunately, the initial assessment don't happen until you actually get married. Right. There, you start seeing the real side that you didn't see before. Um, but listen, me and my wife, we, we um, I don't know if we developed it, but if we didn't develop, we perfected this statement is this here work when marriage is work, 
but it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the very day that you get married and you start realizing things, the work begins. So, um, you know, we start realizing all these areas that number one, I was controlling. Number two, she was reserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in, in the sense we, we figured out so much so yeah. fast. So we had to put our work boots on. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to say we wouldn't have got marriage counseling, but we didn't. We didn't. Um, Don't listen to us. Like you need it. It's necessary when it gets really, really bad. We broke. I broke. Uh, I put a lot of holes in the wall, you know, uh, at our apartment. Thank God we did. We lived in Mississippi and we are from Texas. Uh, and our family is from Texas. So it was a good thing that we did not live. We didn't have enough money to even come back no, to no. Texas. So I we had be- we had to we had to experience, you know, broken moments and broken things. You know, our marriage is titled, our book is titled um Heart Team Heart Marriage Survival Guide. How we survived our marriage, mm-hmm. right? And think about that. Survive means that it was an all-out war, things got destroyed, things got broken. And after the dust got cleared, I'm still standing. We don't know how. We don't know how. <laughs> God, know. it's only God. It wasn't like, oh man, we stopped and it was such a perfect, you know, transition. No, the war was over. Yes. Both were still sitting there after the war. I mean, <laughs> major war. Picture one of the worst wars um, this side of heaven and, and between money, uh, you know, uh, freedom and, and <laughs> friends and. I mean, everything that could be fought about, we fought about it. And picture at the end of this war, she's sitting there, I'm sitting there. We got bruises. We never hit each other. That's no, we never physically we, hit each other. We mentally, but not saying that, that we that what we did verbally wasn't. I don't think the discussion that was physical violence or infidelity that your marriage can't make it. But at the end of this all-out battle, we're sitting there, and we still love each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was what, you know, after it's all done, you know, I ask couples now, when they come to us, first thing we ask them, they come to us, they're ready to, to just divorce and, and and they're ready to come to us and say, you know what, tell us it's over. And we ask them one question, do you still love him? Yeah. Do you still love her? Yeah. If y'all still love each other, we can work with that. Yeah. But if you don't love each other, we can't work with that. And after all- And I, I want to add, if y'all still love each other and you're willing to fight, because just because I love you don't mean I'm willing to fight for you. Are you both willing to fight for the marriage? Because here's the thing. It's the fight that keeps you. It's the fight. It, it, it is the fight that keeps us. And I would say this for us around. So we got married in 20, 20, uh, 2000. 2000. So we got married in 2000. I said 2020. <laughs> so yeah, we got married in 20. God, you got me fit to say 2020. 2000. And with us getting married in 2000, you know, the one thing I learned was, you know, the first thing that we needed was communication. What is the second thing you believe that we needed just from then until now? Trust, man. Um, not, that, not that cute trust. Not that cute trust. Not that, oh, I trust you, you know. That's no, good. No, no, not that trust with, you know, we, okay, I'm going to say it. Not the trust with when you leave home. I'm going to trust you came back home. No, the trust is I'm going to trust you with, with, with I'm going to trust you with me. Mm. I'm going to trust you with me. I'm, I'm going to tell you some stuff about me. Can you handle it? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get transparent in front of you. I'm going to get naked in front of you. I'm going I'm, I'm to tell you my, my deepest, darkest secrets, you know, because one thing communicating about 
what why my mm, to keep my spiritual side in because <laughs> I feel that's but um it is one thing to say, you know, I trust you with you and you're gonna do what's right with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the first stage of trust. Mm-hmm. But once you survive that and, and you show me that I can trust you with you, now can I trust you with me? Come on. Because the first thing I'm, you know, I'm saying the first 10 years of my marriage, my wife did not open up Mm-mm. because she didn't trust herself with me. And so the, the next thing we have to learn how to do pretty quickly after we learn how to communicate and everything else is trust. Mm-hmm. I say not 10 years, let's say two or three years, the first two or three years. We have to learn how to trust one another. Like, man, I'm going to tell you not just what I've done, but what I'm afraid to do. Yeah. Just because I told you my past, that's easy. Mm-hmm. But can I trust my dreams with you and, and, and my failures, my, my fears? Dreams and fears. Mm-hmm. Dreams and fears. Can I trust my dreams and my fears with you? Because my fears is forward. My dreams are forward. My mm-hmm. past is easy. I can't undo my past. Right. What stop a lot of marriages in making it because the woman cannot or the man cannot share my dreams with her or him. Mm-hmm. And I can't share my fears with her or him. Come on. Share my dreams and my fears with you. That means truthfully, you're not part of my future. Right. Come on. That's true. I, I, and I feel like this too, the, the unhealthy side to that is that even though I may get to a point, I know for us getting to a point of sharing my dreams and my fears, my trust level with you changed, right? And what do I mean by that? Meaning that once we got a chance to learn each other uh, as a married couple, like within that what first two, three years, we were getting ready to have a baby. So now I got to trust you with my baby. You know, I got to trust you as a father, not, not, you know, not knocking my husband, not that I didn't, but it was just like, now I got to trust your plans for this baby along with my plans for this baby. Now we got to trust each other in that. Then we end up having another kid. We got to trust each other with, you know, what's the name going to be and different things like that. You know, what is the legacy that we're going to build for these babies? What's going to go on? And I think we didn't figure out the legacy part until years until recently, uh, the importance of leaving legacy for these children. But it was like different levels. Then I had to trust you as a minister. Then I had to trust you as, you know, not just my husband, my, the father of my kids now, as a minister, and that's going to hold the foundation of faith of this house when I was the one holding the foundation of faith in the home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like different. Le- and here's the thing. What am I saying? The trust level never stops because even now, 23 years later, and we're learning each other on the business level of trust. Yes, I trust him more. You know what I'm saying? I trust you more and what you're doing. But now is trusting the 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 dream it's just it's uh, ongoing layers of learning each other while you're building in the process because i had to trust you as a pastor because i was like no my pastor is lj wooded bishop lj wooded is my pastor he had been my pastor for years and now i gotta trust you as my man of god so it's different layers you agree i i definitely agree i think and i think that's the once again we just talked about earlier how when you get married, you know, you think, oh, it's going to be all this. And then you realize once you get married, Ugh, it's not what I thought, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's three uh, revelations of marriage. Let's, let's talk about three revelations of marriage. It's the revelation that got you married, right? That's mm-hmm. the part that you were dating with. 
Okay. The second one was the reality of what you married. Ooh. And the third one is the transition in what you becoming married to. That that transition is own living, right? So the 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 the, the revelation, three revelations of marriage. Number one, what you, you know, first of all, it's just so cute, it's so nice, it's so sweet, you know, and you realize that he leaves his drawers over the place. Right. That was the reality, anyways. It was still there. You mm -hmm. know, it's the reality of you know the parts you didn't get a chance to see. But then the, the 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 transition to the third revelation is what even the person don't know. I don't know who I am as an employee. As an employee, if I had never had a job, if I never had a business, if I never been a minister, I don't even know me. And so I don't know who I am beyond who we were when we got married. Come so on, we both We both about to venture into un uh, untreaded grounds. Grounds, yeah. You know, and we both about to walk through some things. So once you get through the fact that I just married somebody I didn't know who I married, now you're finna put your seatbelt on. Yeah. Because we both finna reveal some things about each other that we don't even know. That's why we're saying, can I trust you? Can I trust you with me in areas that I don't even know who I am? I don't know who I am with a child. I don't know who I am when, after I'm sleep deprived because a child wake up in the night. I don't know who I am, you know, when I'm broke because I can't even give my children money and my wife. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Can, can I trust you with me or do I got to put a fake front on and give you what you want and go down the road and be with the woman who down the street who ain't going to judge me for being who I am now? Yeah. This is a journey, man. Yeah. I love it. It is definitely a journey. I think if I was to give, you know, you know me, I'm a principal girl. So we didn't talk about communication. We didn't talk about trust. And I believe when those two things, because we've had an issue and we put it in our book, Shameless Fuck. Where we had an issue, never any infidelity, sexual infidelity, but emotional infidelity that has happened in our marriage. And so then I had to retrust over that. Right. So that's a whole nother thing. So once we got those things down, the communication getting better, not great. The trust issue is I love my husband. I trust him. I am there now was not there before, but we've gotten those parts. I believe the next thing that is key. I got to. Okay, go ahead. Yes, sir. I got third one. Third one because you can't have any other two without having a third one, and and they don't come all simultaneously. It'd be nice if they did, but the third one is listening. Oh, I love it. I wasn't saying that, but yeah, that'll work. You got to listen because even though, what was the first one we used? Communication. Communication, right? That's me communicating how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's the first step is me opening up saying it. Trust is me eventually understanding that I can trust you with, with me and basic, vice versa, you with me. But then thirdly is, is, is but am I going to listen to what you're asking from me? I love it. It took me a while to actually start listening because you start saying, you start trusting enough to, to you trusted me, you communicated with me and I heard you. Mm-hmm enough to know but i didn't listen enough to respond that makes sense mm -hmm. that makes sense i don't think i, I really started listening to like five years ago <laughs> no i give you more than that probably about 10 you started listening uh but i think within the five years you start applying but i think that's been for both of us yeah. uh both of us had a hard time with listening because you want to get your point out and you want to get your point across even though we're talking and we're communicating the unhealthy part of this formula is that even though you're talking and you're communicating don't mean I'm actually listening and uh, allowing it to sink in but I'm ready for my my turn now 
Like it's, it's my turn. Like, and that's where a lot of our, we don't call them arguments, but heated fellowship, it transferred from blowouts to arguments to heated fellowships. And what does that show us that constantly growing and still today we have heated fellowships. Yeah. But they less, they to and fro what you want to call it, but it's here and there. But even in that, you know, having those heated fellowships is that learning that if I'm listening, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm taking a moment to listen. I'm not taking a moment to learn and learn who you are now uh, versus who you were 20 years ago or who you were 15 years ago, because we're constantly growing. We're constantly changing. And so is listening. Listening is a healthy tool when you learn to apply what you listen to or not apply, but I'll learn to allow it to, I guess, sink in and really understand what you're listening to. Learn the value of the voice of your spouse, right? Because That's it. It's like if my wife is telling me, babe, now I've been communicating with you. I want more sex. I want more sex. I want more sex. I'm communicating it with you. I'm trusting you. What's he going to talk about? I just want to let y'all know whenever you hear him on here, preacher or not, he is a man. I knew this was going to come up somewhere in this. Go ahead, Bishop. Go but ahead, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm communicating to you that I want more sex because I could be telling the girl down the road I want more sex. This is true. But I'm going to tell you I want more sex. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to trust you to hear me and say to you that I think you care enough about me now that I can tell you I want more sex. But now I have to listen to you. To, to This is what took me forever. I trusted her. I communicated with her. But I finally heard her say, baby, if you want more sex for me, you got to care about me. I, I, she said that for 10 years. Yes, I did. I didn't listen to that. Yes. And then I realized if I want more sex from her, I can rub her feet and not care about sex. I can I can, I can, can scratch her head and not care about sex. I can listen to her talk and I care about sex and she give it back to me. Whoa. It took me 10 years to figure it out. She said it, but I was so busy communicating what I didn't know how to do. I was so busy trusting her finally with this frustration I had that I wasn't used to doing. I was used to tell other people about my stuff, not her. And now I got it and I'm listening. And one day she just told me, baby, I'm telling you, um, the great book to read if you're out there, His Needs, Her Needs, Changed Our Life. And, and they told us that, you know, she has needs. And I, I come up with the concept, the vending machine, and I'll use it to the day I die. You know, nobody go to a vending machine and say, hey, I want a bag of chips. Hey, give me a bag of chips. And by the way, add a soda. And you said you, you look stupid sitting in front of those vending machines. Say, hey, I want a bag of chips. <laughs> but we look at our wife and say, hey, I want sex. Hey, I want sex. And by the way, I want you to rub my feet when we get through. And it, but but I found out with his her needs. Hey, what do you want? What do you value your yeah. sex, sexual transaction right. as? Oh, rubbing my feet, or, or caring about me, or, or rubbing my hair, or listening to me. Okay, I'm gonna give all that in. Mm -hmm. And eventually that soda gonna drop. <laughs> right. Right. The draws gonna drop. <laughs> no, I came with you. And yeah, I came with you. But I went and I learned from I want I want to say older women, wiser people that have been married for years. Um, it's your duty to give up the booty, keep that one in your back pocket, Lady Burn and Tommy that amazing. And you learn that as you go, as you become older into the marriage. I know you may have young kids, you may be tired, wore out, but I would advise and encourage any couple make sure that the bedroom completely stay alive. 
in Jesus' name. Yeah, Please yeah. keep the bedroom alive. You got to do that. So, and I was I was gonna say that I had wrote that down, Bishop, about love language. It's learning when you listen, you learn a person's love language. And let me tell you, you women, and I'm I'm gonna help you out in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be a freak. You just have to be his freak. Drop the mic and walk away. Wait, you got to let that sink in. You can't just go to the next thing. Wait a minute. Say it again. You don't have to be a freak. You just have to be his freak. Oh, my God. Today. I think sometimes, man, people go out there, and, and, and men have got this bad, too, right? And they think that women, got they got to listen to all this advice, right? Don't go out there and listen to every story on in, in, in social media on what, you know, how freakish you should be in your bedroom. You come in trying all this stuff, and you're like, hold up, what are you doing? You know, I didn't ask for the lingerie. I don't ask for the G-string. And, you know, that's what you feel. I don't want that, you know, just because uh, he married everybody. So he wants that in his bedroom. You know, find out what he wants. You know what I'm saying? And 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 my wife know what I want. And and she know I know what she wants. And and be willing to change. Because maybe what they want may shift. Maybe they want to try something else. So you don't have to be the biggest freak in the world. Just be his freak. Be be, be freaky enough to do some things that he's asking for. But listen to dude, don't go asking for stuff that you really don't know what you want. <laughs> if he want a poll, put a poll in the room. Yeah, but don't hold no, just play. Really <laughs> don't be, really know what you want because I'm not gonna ask my wife to do tricks. Tricks are for kids, and I didn't marry one. Hello, amen. Walls and lights. Yeah, so I didn't marry a trick. I married a wife, and it's things I may want to uh, try, but if it's something her uncomfortable, it's no use of trying it. But if it's something I really do desire, and I really do need this, it's nothing wrong with telling her. And so say, hey, baby, I really like this. I like it this way. Can and be try. okay if she say no. Be okay if she say no. Okay, he say no. Yeah, like, you got to be okay with that. And hold on, hold on the direction. Then. How, yeah, and of course, with you, I should have known that it was gonna go this direction. Your but mama. it's okay. Yo, my mama says, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, mama, you're I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Listen, so here we go. Last thing, and I, we'll be done. We're, I'm always bringing back, and we're gonna talk about other stuff, but the importance of marriage, and I think the formula. Of one of the healthy things is building together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Building together. Uh, I think it's very important. I think what makes us excited, and I think the reason why we have lasted 23 years, we don't know what is to come, but we're believing God because we're still building, that that's what keeps us together because of the building, uh, the constant, you know, growing and the constant learning together and the constant planning, uh, the constant preparing. And the constant pursuing, because even though you plan some stuff and you say this, you know, we're going on a cruise or we're going to such and such. And after a while, we don't go each time. It's it makes you not want to plan for anything. But when you plan together as a couple, I heard um, been reading, listening to 50 Cent book. Um, what is it called? I forgot the name of it by 50 Cent. Hustle Harder. Hustle harder or something like that. Been listening to his book. Uh, uh, to all my saved people out there, they got a little cussing in it, but it's a great book. And one of the things he said is just it's powerful when couples build a vision board together, you know, and they start making you have your own vision board and then you come together and do a vision board together. And I believe since we started doing vision boards as a family, it has not only allowed us to be, be us to build as as couples, but he's showing his vision boards for those that are watching. Mine is behind me, but I mean, in front of me. 
Um, but building a vision board together. And so this is what I found out in the fact of building that vision board together. It allows us to look to the future. Like right now, we're getting ready to go on a trip. We haven't put everything final, but we know we're going on a trip in December. Uh, we know that that's going to happen. So there's nothing like building together as a couple. You got to build. If you're not building, you're dying. If you're not planning, you are really, really on a way of just living together as partners or not partners, but as roommates. And that's boring. I'm going to say this here too, but I don't want to say anything else because we keep going on this, but I do want to say this here. Mm -hmm. If all your plans that you have always involve other people, maybe y'all not comfortable with each other. Ooh. Damn. That's pretty good. Make that, come on, get, you're going to have to go deeper though. I'm going to say, is every time you go out, you can't, you can never go out together. Y'all making plans. Um, every time you go on vacation trips or anything, y'all are trying to involve everybody else. Um, become aware. Are we not happy with each other? Are we, are we not comfortable with each other? If that's the case, y'all need to work really hard on, on, on un, or revealing those things that make y'all uncomfortable with each other. And that's enough, listen, that's enough lovemaking for a lifetime right there, just trying to figure out what are things that make me uncomfortable with you? What are those land, landmines that I'm not comfortable? So when we go out, we spend all this time away from each other, and all the time we really spend together is in the bedroom. And then if we sexually frustrated, that ain't good. Um, you know, it, I just felt that in my, in my, 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 my spirit to share that if you're not comfortable, and every time y'all spend, y'all got, y'all go out and you spend time together, you're always inviting people. Yeah. That means you're not comfortable with one another, and it's time to put the work in. Even if you're building something, even if you're building, uh, you know, a business or you're building whatever you're doing together, you just you if you always got to have someone to be a part of that, you got to be careful of that. I would also add, and and we're almost done because I don't want this to be too long, but I would also add is that every time you go out, you have to have a social media post. That's a problem. I'm hang up. <laughs> Every time y'all go out, every time you do something together, you got to have a social media post. There are some things I, I post. What are you trying to prove? Yeah. Who, who are you trying to prove this to? It's some, my, my daughters are telling me, because I'm known, okay? I'm known to, oh, let me get you real quick. Oh, because I'm on social media like that. And because my business is social media, part of my business is social media. And so I had to learn like, no, every post is not for social media. This is a family time event. This is a husband and wife time event. It's not for everybody to know that we was out together. You know, you got to be careful of those posts. There are some posts that I do post because I am, my husband is not on social media. So to that person that's on social media, like me and, and I feel like my, my business part of me is on social media. So I post that, but I also don't post a lot of stuff that we do when we go out of town. Sometimes it's just us. It's not with the whole and half of the time you don't get my stuff. I might do videos and little clips here and there, and you might not get those until after months after we didn't been on this, this trip. And we already home because I don't need nobody to know when I'm not home. Come here. I need everybody to know, but it's just don't do it for social media. That's that's my thing. I hope that makes sense. Don't yeah. do it for taking a post. We're going out to eat just to take a picture and say we was out to eat together. No, just make some moments just y'all moment. Yeah. My daughter told me that. She was like, Mama, this our moment. Don't let's not. Yeah. And I got that. It's our moment. Anything you want to add to that, Bishop? 
No, I want to be a man of my word because uh, I can keep going. I no, think, keep going. I, we got five more minutes. Come on. I, I just say make sure that um, at the end of the day that 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 you are working hard and and, and, and be comfortable, number one, with you. Men, mm-hmm. be comfortable with you. If you're not comfortable with you, you're going to make your marriage uncomfortable. And women, if you're not comfortable with you, you're going to make your husband uncomfortable, your marriage uncomfortable. Um, this is a journey. To be healthy, um, it's that we're able to acknowledge that there are some dysfunctions. Mm-hmm. We're willing to put the work in to make them functional. And we're going to be willing to stop and take minimal, uh, ass- small assessments along the way mm-hmm. to kind of speed the change. It's, it's a journey. It's work. Stop lying to yourself and, and tell yourself this is supposed to be perfect. It's not someone lied to you. Um, this is something we're trying to build. Right. Remember this is that what's the point of all this? We're changing the finish line for our children. Ooh, build a perfect marriage. We won't. You'll die trying, right? Mm-hmm. But if you are 10 years ahead of your parents, you just change the finish line for your children. And if your children go 10 years ahead of you, that means they're 20 years ahead of your grandparents. What do you mean 20 years? They became at least as good as your parents when they were 20. Come on. By the time they were 40, they were good as you. Mm-hmm. If they go to 60 and 80 and they're better, everything they do past uh, 40 is going to be the next fifth line for their children. Right. So what we're doing is always trying to change the generational pattern. Mm-hmm. One day, the generation to come, we have a whole better goal than what we started with. Period. And I think that's the key to creating a good form, a good, healthy marriage. Because at the end of the day, people, marriage is still legit. Like it's still some legit marriages out there. I'm not saying that we got everything together, but our foundation is our foundation. And just no fruit by the tree that it cares. Uh, uh, What did it say? No no tree by its fruit. No tree by its fruit. When you see the fruit of someone's marriage, and you know that, okay, that's just not a, a, a moment that these people are like good people. There are some good marriages out there. Not all marriages, but there are some good marriages out there. But please know that those marriages go through. It is not easy. It may look successful, but please know that it is stressful being married to two different mindsets, two different people with two different minds. And you gotta learn, huh? Two different backgrounds. Two bit, yeah, two different backgrounds. We do, even when we were raising our children, we were doing it. We did it different. He thought one way. I thought we should raise them that way. We're two different people, and it's okay. It's okay, husband. Well, I thank you for rocking out with me and being a part of this. I am definitely. If you enjoyed this, man, give us some topics. Email me at admin at tanyaharton.com a-d-m-i-n at tanyaharton.com at send us an email and let us know what topics you would want to hear from us as married couples listen i have a pastor's wife connection group 
And Bishop, I don't know if I told you, man, they want to hear from you. They have some questions for you. So get ready for that happening in June. I've had them ask some questions. And there's some rooted questions. I may do them on the podcast, but I'm not for sure. But send us your questions. Send us the things that you want to know about. We In our book, we talk about parenting as a partnership, about how we build our foundation, about how you know we had heated fellowships. <clears throat> Excuse me. We talk about all of those things in that book. But if you just ever want to hear us discuss that information on here, man, anything from the bedroom to the bank account, we don't mind talking about it. We've been through it. We've hit it up and all of that great stuff. I will be doing something special uh, for the pastors, uh, probably on this back podcast. We're kind of getting it together and working out, but I thank my husband for rocking out. I will bring him back. We'll be talking about more stuff about business, how we do church ministry together. You know, we're going to talk about everything, how we do life together, how we do marriage together, how we do ministry together and how we do money, how we make money together. We want to talk about that. So Bishop, get ready. Husband, you husband today. You ain't no Bishop today. Husband, we're going to talk about those things. So if you like this, man, make sure you share this podcast with someone. Share it on social media if you're watching it there. You're only getting this a couple of weeks later after it's been posted on the podcast. So join the podcast and be a part of Let's Talk About It podcast where we talk about life, love, marriage, ministry, and money. Any last words that you want to give, Bishop, as we get ready to close out? My last words would be my middle words that I used and I said, marriage is work, but it's worth it. Uh, you know, put the put the fight in, realize that you're on a journey of your lifetime. But if you survive it, you'll never, ever, ever have anyone who know you as well as your spouse. If you hang in there, if you keep starting over again, you keep hitting the reset button, you'll never get to the point to where you have a lifelong partner. Yes. And for those of you that probably look for him on social media, he is not <laughs> on social media like that. But you're welcome to follow my page. I make sure I put him on there on Tanya Harden. You can also follow Harden Enterprise Services, LLC, where he is owner with us. You can follow him there on YouTube and Facebook, as well as New Destiny Church. Man, you could follow him as he preaches the word of God on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram, all of that. You can follow him there. Uh, join our TikTok, man, where I have him on there all the time. Time, right all the time so just join my tiktok i think it's tanya harden five join that or my instagram page underscore tanya harden harden enterprise in instagram page follow us on all those greens until then stay blessed remember if you don't remember anything else you are a product of god's grace and mercy when you see yourself through god's eyes and not people stay blessed mm -hmm.